people of the world, hello and welcome to the Brothers Talk with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm, where our purpose is a simple one. Tune into our weekly podcast each Friday, wherever you listen to your favorite programs or on this website to hear us, three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice as the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. To reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions, we're at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, the Facebook group of the same name, and if you care to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Also, stay tuned for details about our upcoming news and perspective show on Millennium TV's M24 streaming news station. Welcome and glad to have you with us for this milestone edition of the podcast. And as always, we're thankful for you joining us. This is the Big 6-0, the 60th episode, and we're sincerely appreciative of your time and your comments. And the Brothers Talk family keeps growing because you keep spreading the word to help us keep the emphasis on Black economic empowerment and critical thinking. We're keeping the focus on our nationwide campaign, relaunching Black Wall Street nationwide, where each and every one of us can do our part to take control of our communities by launching and supporting Black businesses one household at a time. And since this is a momentous occasion being our 60th program, we're going to take a sort of victory lap. So I'm extremely pleased to report to you that the relaunching Black Wall Street nationwide efforts are working. And the evidence is right out there on our growing Facebook groups, Hashtag Black Dollars Matter and relaunching Black Wall Street nationwide with over 4,000 members, where you'll see dozens of stories of new black entrepreneurs, young and old, in all kinds of businesses. And when I say young, there's 14 year old Mason Wright, who started his own restaurant, Mason Superdogs, in Stonecrest, Georgia. And then there's 17 year old Danielle Hawthorne, a high school sophomore in New York where she launched her own line of handmade satin bonnets and do-rags called Scotch Bonnets by Danny, where she's approaching six figures of revenue. We're all across the spectrum from traditional areas like hair and personal care products to owning franchises like 7-Eleven to breweries and wineries to investing in real estate and with black brokerage houses. Now, curiously enough, the one area where we need to do better is in black franchises not just Black-owned, but actual Black businesses that can actually be franchised out. So we can have our own versions of McDonald's and mobile phone stores and supermarkets, and you get the idea. There are a handful of them out there, but we definitely do need to do better in that area. In the meantime, let's keep supporting those existing Black businesses with both our dollars and our lips, because we're always being challenged and the pandemic has made it worse. So how great is it to see so many young people doing their own thing in the face of the pandemic? Let's do this, people. Let's buy black. And don't forget to put some money into black banks, too. And a quick reminder that if you also want to share your thoughts with us, there's the Brothers Talk group on Facebook. And if you want more information about our 12-point relaunching Black Wall Street nationwide plan or black businesses, you can also find us on Twitter, at The Brothers Talk, on Instagram, at The Brothers Talk, and you can email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. And now, my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Norm. Hi, family. Rod pretty much said it all. We got to continue supporting black businesses. 
we can't drop the ball right now when it comes to this pandemic. It appears to be, well, we can kind of see the end of the rainbow with this thing. And so, you know, just keep your feet to the metal and continue to wear your mask and practice social distance. Uh, I just wanted to talk to the community about, again, politics and our president. We, once again, are being left behind. During the campaign, I constantly heard, we're going to check Biden. We're going to pull him to the left. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. And we are doing none of it. We're not holding the Democrats at all accountable for what's happening in this country and for the legislation that they've promised and for what we're receiving at this point. Brothers and sisters, we need to be on point on all aspects of our game at this point. As Rod said, economics, Scott, health, the pandemic, and especially this political environment. We have to give something to our young people to build on. Let's build. Also, before we get to the 60th episode celebration, uh, we have to give you a great Big Brothers Talk salute and some dap for helping us to raise the consciousness about the discrepancy in the vaccine accessibility in our communities and other communities of color. After last week's show, everyone from the government on down started to acknowledge the real problem is not being about registration, but about appointments to get the shots. We were even able to get the attention of the state governments here in New Jersey and in Maryland. So thank you. Don't let up. And let's keep on doing what we have to do to make sure that those of us who have chosen to get the shot can do so. Brothers, we've had some great moments over a difficult year in bringing this podcast to life and what are the, some of the ones that made the biggest impressions on you? If I were to start, I'd have to begin by thanking each and every one of our many guests because they've continued to be a great reason for the Brothers Talk family to tune in and to grow each week. And by the same token, we've got so much gratitude for the Brothers Talk family for being the reason so many guests have not only agreed to come on, but indeed why we've actually got a waiting list of folks looking forward to sharing with them. There have been doctors, writers, scholars, restaurateurs, entrepreneurs, social activists, ministers, trade groups, and even political consultants. And there's so much more to come, God willing. So please accept our humble appreciation for allowing us to be the information conduit as we strive to make the next 60 programs even better. Yeah, like what I said, I really, I'm really pleased and uh, kind of surprised that that we kind of struck a nerve in the black community and people are paying attention. People want change. And, and the fact that we have so many young black entrepreneurs, not just young, but black entrepreneurs coming onto the scene and realizing that that's really what freedom is all about. And that's the closest thing you can get to being free is to own your own business. And I see a lot of people are stepping up to the plate and I would like to hope that we had something to do with that. And uh, most importantly, is just getting us organized as a people. If we can get 10% of our people to work together, to have a common goal, to control certain aspects of our community and our daily lives, we are moving forward at that point. And technology has given us a tool which will allow us to communicate beyond our neighborhoods and communities and organizations to do that. And with this tool, we want to thank everyone who has supported us and will support us in the future. One of the things that really stood out to me among so many powerful moments was 
Dr. Walter Palmer and his petition to have racism declared a national health emergency. Because I'll admit that until then, I'd primarily seen racism as a sociological problem with socioeconomic consequences. But after hearing Dr. Palmer, I started to notice more and more articles and studies that noted the dire effects of 400 years of racism on nearly every aspect of our communities, but in particular in this time of COVID-19 on our health, that the burden of racism and dealing with it had significantly compromised our health, making us more vulnerable and susceptible to coronavirus at much younger ages than that of those the CDC said should be the most at risk, which is those over 65. That was a really telling fact that the stress of racism is literally killing us gradually, even when we do all the right things for our health's sake. And you can still go to the wdpalmerfoundation.org to get more information, to sign the petition, to volunteer, to donate, or get involved in some way. But it's a critically important issue for us to continue to keep the idea of combating racism at the forefront, even as Congress continues to try to get H.R. 40 out to do their studies about racism. There are enough studies for the process of supporting reparations that we can certainly allow that the information that has been collected can be used to support the fight for reparations. You know, while we're we put a lot of emphasis on um, black businesses and black owned businesses. The segments that I, I pretty much stick out to me, not that all of them don't, is uh, the ones that we had on naturopathic health with Dr. Knight and Dr. Day, and how important it is for us to look for other options when it comes to our health care. Because we've been so dependent on traditional medicine, and now we're not getting the kind of service that we need when we go to those those type facilities. I mean, you're spending a few minutes with the doctors and then they're writing you a prescription. The things I liked about the naturopathic health is, and, and what they brought to the table, they talked about, let's look, in that, let's look at the root cause of what happened and then go from there. And you cannot run a business unless you're healthy. I mean, you, it's, just, it's just a fact. So those are the things that I think that we can continue to push forward on and, and look at and and bring those type of people and their business owners too. bring those type of people to the platform to educate black folks about how important it is to maintain health. And uh, I'm with you there, Scott, um, being a dialysis patient myself. Um, it was refreshing to have the health experts come on and explain to our audience and our people, really, we are sick because of our diets. And, and the bad foods that we eat, the processed foods, and how that's carried from generation to generation. And then we go to the medical establishment, and what do they do? They give us more processed medication, which are treating the symptoms and not necessarily our illnesses. And we can do all the economic and political and social work we want in our communities, but if we are not physically healthy, it won't matter. And that is the most glaring area of need right now that I can see in the community. So I hope we are making an, a, a real dent in bringing awareness to that. I think one of the common threads that I've appreciated throughout all of our guests is that they also appreciate the need to lift up the construct of critical thinking. 
every one of our guests, we've engaged them in subjects and in ways that allow for the conversation to be beyond just the surface kind of information. We delve down, as both of you just said, when we talk about naturopathic medicines, to the idea that beyond just the surface idea of what most medical practitioners do, which is treating symptoms, is they focus on trying to get to the underlying cures. And when we talk to the people from the other fields, whether it be writers and scholars and political consultants, we get to the issues below the surface. So we're not just swatting at what is the most common or popular issue of the day, but we're willing to dig underneath to get down to the source of so many problems in this country. And at the root, and more often than not, we've uncovered the ugly head of racism that continues to foster the kinds of programs and the kinds of policies that this nation enacts without ever really deciding to call it out what it is. We can still see that even in today's policies around the stimulus and the Economic Recovery Act, that anything that has the potential to allow Black folks to have a leg up is something that the Republicans stand in lockstep against, and the Democrats are not willing to put enough skin in the game to call out the racism that they see. So as we go forward, I look forward to our continuing to push the dialogue toward helping our people to engage in looking beneath the surface and being able to hold more than one opinion in their head at a time to try to come up with their own actual opinion of it rather than being spoon-fed what somebody else thinks and having to run with that. So I'm really looking forward to our guests continuing that chain of thought for us of allowing us to get into the deeper meanings of what is behind a lot of the issues that we face. You know, I'm really proud of the fact that our guests are are examples. They are examples of what Black folks can do if we put our mind to it, if we focus. There, we are facing, so the Black community is facing so many challenges. I mean, where do you start? And we know that economics makes a difference. We know that that uh, having good health is going to impact us also. But to me, the fact that we are resilient, the fact that Black folks are stepping up to the plate and getting things done and looking out for their communities and thinking about their communities, supporting their communities, that's what makes me proud about what we're doing. Well, uh, again, to follow up with you, Scott, the fact that we are doing something to empower our community is everything. You know, uh, maybe the last generation, maybe our parents couldn't do this, but we can. We've been given the ball to do something. And at least we will build something, hopefully, that we can give to our young people to build upon. And, and that's all there is. So there you basically have it. We are very happy and pleased that you all have allowed us to be a part of this podcast platform for some 60 plus episodes. And as we said, our commitment is to continue to drive the process of both Black socioeconomic empowerment, as well as highlight the need for 
all of us to do better when it comes to thinking critically. Our positive Black experience for this week is us as we celebrate 60 episodes of the podcast and you, the Brothers Talk family. So it has been a great ride so far, and let's keep this train going so that we can revive critical thought and reclaim our communities. You'll soon be able to catch more of us in the visual media that is streaming TV. We're back in production with M24 News, and we'll also soon be launching our own YouTube channel. So stay tuned for more details. And as always, you can follow us at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and the Facebook group of the same name. And if you want to go long form with us, it's thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. So a little different from my normal sign out. Going to go back to Scott and Norm to give you their final thoughts for this week. Well, like I said, Rod, I'm pleased that, you know, we've made it to 60 episodes and happy about the support that we've been getting and look forward to the continued support that we've gotten from you, from our family. And we are a family. And also the guests that we've had. Um, uh, I just want to give a shout out to each guest that we've had on the show. They were all excellent guests. They all brought something to the table, some knowledge, something that I didn't know. Yeah, so many guests that we had on the show that I just wanted to sit back and listen to them talk because of what they brought to the table. So hopefully we can have some of those, those guests as reoccurring guests and we can reach out to other guests who are similar, can bring stuff to the table for the black community, like the guests that we've had in the past. And I just like to say, you know, this show is just one step in our journey. And we've met many, many people and heard many voices and gained a lot of knowledge in this first step. So hopefully the second step will be the next 60 shows and we will gain an even more in the larger audience and be able to spread more knowledge to our community and organize even better. Thank everyone. So God bless you all. Thank you for your time and your support. And you'll always have our absolute commitment that we'll never take you or it for granted. So remember, let's do better today because that's all we really have.